morning. I'm so glad you're here. I wasn't sure if anybody would be showing up today on this nice, warm, sunny day. If you're like me, I'd rather be hanging around by the lake or something. But uh, you're here and I'm here, so wherever two or more are gathered, Christ is with us. Um, have you been watching the Olympics? Um, with my wacky sense of humor, I was a little bit disappointed with the opening ceremonies. I mean, it was marvelous what they had done. But with me, I would have had, if you know anything about Japanese culture and Japanese films, I would have had Godzilla come in and light the flame. <laughs> but uh, it didn't happen. But uh, anyways, it was worth watching, and I hope that everyone uh, gets home safe. And it was nice watching some of the gold medals and whatnot. But, uh, and I look forward to it, hoping that uh, we will be well represented in the next Olympics, which I believe will be held in Paris, right? So that'll be something. According to John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? And Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. One of the things that I usually do when I get up early, I'm by myself and I go downstairs and I have uh, some time to do some channel zapping with my TV remote. Channel surfing, I guess some call it. And technology really has changed the whole idea of what we watch and how we watch it. And I tease my grandchildren. I said, you know, when I was a kid, we only had about four stations on the TV. Had to get up and turn the t- you know, and they look at me, get out of here, right? And they're watching their different things that they're doing. 
But anyways, I know that with my wife Vera, she just gets annoyed when I zip through 40, 50 channels just trying to see what's on and all those channels and really nothing to watch. And sometimes in the morning, it's when they come on, I like to listen to the uh, TV evangelists. I just want to see what they're up to and I always wait for that end where there's the money pitch, I call it, to keep their ministry going. But I've always, and I always will say, uh, in the long run, it's going to be uh, your local pastor or priest, rabbi, who will come to help you in your time of need, and it won't be that guy that you're listening to on TV. When I was channel zapping the one time, I watched with interest, uh, I think it was on a PBS station, and I was listening to a psychologist. A psychologist was talking to an audience there about stress. And really, he said that, you know, we're a generation that has lives with a tremendous amount of stress, something to which I don't think our grandparents really never experienced very much in their lives. But what really got me was when the person made the comment that had everyone there shaking their heads in agreement and said that, whatever happened to those good old days when families would all come together and they probably go to church? Grandparents, parents, and children could be seen going together to attend worship. And Sunday afternoon, it was seen as a day where, what, Uncle Joe and Aunt Mary, they'd come over with the children and they'd sit in the backyard and lazily talk about everything and anything, and neighbors would visit, and you would visit someone. What happened on Sunday? It was simply known as a day of rest. And what has happened to our day of rest what you have really is people running around stressed out. They got to make a dollar or they got to spend time trying to buy something in some mall or whatever, spending money on nothing. Cell phones. I like them, it's a good tool for communication, but people have become so stressed out with their cell phones and all the other gadgets that we have that we might miss a call. Or there's no one to talk to. In fact, my children don't even talk to me anymore. They text. They'll be in another room or somewhere else and they'll text because they won't call me. They won't talk to me. And whatever happened to really some private time with family and friends without having some kind of electronic gadget, especially within a church service? I used to use that same phrase, and you've heard it before. If a cell phone goes off and you're not a firefighter or a policeman or whatever, it better be Jesus calling because what's so important that you have to have your cell phone on? Have we become a generation that's so stressed out that we have forgotten what is a day of rest and what's it all about, especially when we need to take care of our own spiritual well-being? And it was so refreshing when I heard this person say, have you ever tried going to church as a family with friends? Have you ever had a good laugh one day and spend some time with God? And this wasn't an evangelist, it was a psychologist. The Apostle Paul, he's a writer of many books within the New Testament. And he has a lot of good things to say about how we are to trust one another. Paul told us to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. And Paul, within the book of Romans, says that we should not be conformed to this world we live in. And taking one day off, maybe attending worship, giving thanks, is not what the world wants. 
You know, and I watched these hundreds of people, and they all nodded their head in agreement and said, yes, we need to get back into doing what our ancestors did. But will we do it? You know what I'm ashamed to say, but probably this afternoon you might find me at Zare's because I forgot something that needed for the dinner. So I'm probably be mingling with a bunch of people that are all stressed out trying to buy something which really could have been bought earlier, not on Sunday or whatever day that we have as a restful day. And what I should be doing, and I hope I can, is just taking a nice long walk with my wife, enjoying nature, something that God has created and wants us to behold and look at and just enjoy. But even, you know, sometimes if you want to take a walk, that's stress too, because according to world standards, And watching those Olympic athletes, I should be wearing the right kind of walking shoes or running shoes that the athletes wore, and it'll cost me, I don't know, $400 or whatever. And I should be wearing the same kind of matching suit with the athletes were wearing that my wife should be wearing and I should be wearing just so that we could get along with the rest of the crowd who's out there walking. But you know, in the midst of all the madness and stress, this place continues to offer a place of rest and to be a peace with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is in this place of worship that we find a table has been prepared for us where one can eat for free and receive, as we heard, the bread of life. And it is here that our souls can be rejuvenated and strengthened. And not only are we offered eternity with God, but the words of Jesus are heard. Christ's words are heard within our house of worship which I think and will always take away the toil and stress of our everyday lives. I think of the words, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Peace is my parting gift to you, my own peace, such as the world cannot give. Set your troubled hearts at rest and banish your fears. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. All of these things, they are true, and they are even made more real when we come to the house of the Lord and we receive the abundant mercies and grace of a loving God who always, always has cared for us and will continue to care for us and calls us to come. Come and get rid of the stress in your lives and just sit and worship. Amen.